love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Bob's Tavern cast live from Bob's Tavern. It's just me today, your bartender Jay. Um, our other bartenders are taking care of some stuff, so I thought I would come in and push the show forward a little bit and keep talking about some of the things that we were discussing at the beginning of this latest BlizzCon line patch. And before I do that, I have to thank. Our lovely patrons who support the show, you can join them over at patreon.bobstavern.hub. Here's a toast to the patrons of the tavern who support our adventures <laughs> and drink our mead. So let's let's talk about a couple of things. Let's uh we'll catch up. I mean, normally I catch up with the bartenders, but we'll I'll catch up with y'all. Um as you may have noticed, uh it's been kind of Dave and I for the last few weeks. Um, that's intended, um, as y'all know, Dragon Rider is the run, the owner, CEO, chief dragon at uh, Amberfly Gaming, which David and I are both a part of, and, or I guess Dr. Fish and I are both a part of, and uh, they both do a lot of tournament events and casting and things uh uh, Dragon Rider, this is full time for her. Um, you know, she's a full time uh, esports content creator, gamer, and and those things. So, as as much as I would love to be streaming Battlegrounds all the time, I'm sure she would love to be uh, playing Battlegrounds and coming onto the show and talking. But that just doesn't seem to be the case at the moment because life happens and. For that, we're, you know, Dawn's going to come in when she can. And of course, we'll always welcome her whenever she has good thoughts and opinions. Um, but again, we we often tell people the benefit of having patron supported shows is the amount of commitment that we provide to the show is equal to the amount of feedback and comment and everything that we get from the community. And I'm in a position to where like, I have a full-time job. I love my job. I probably wouldn't want to go into full-time podcasting, even if I could financially do it. Uh, I enjoy having this thing to reach out to, but at the end of the day, um, the show was kind of my idea. So I often feel that it's my responsibility to continue it and serve our patrons because the patrons that do support us, all that money goes right back into the show. It pays for our hosting. It pays for um, Tavern 7 when we when we have it. At least one of us has Tavern 7 usually at all times. And if one of us can't, you know, justify keeping it in the budget the other one picks it up and and it's been great to have dave on as well and we'll be talking about bringing other people on to to come and hang out with us in the tavern and and have a conversation about battlegrounds so uh show's not going anywhere nothing's changed like i said i know that it's it's kind of seemed weird that it's just been dave and i for a while and um that's probably going to continue uh for the time being um, and, and honestly, Dave would be here, but he is casting 
and again, these are these are folks who a lot of what they do um, to and what they want to be doing is you know in conflict with when we record <laughs> at these times. So there's no no ill will or anything and. Um, I will say I will do my best to be at least the one, you know, to be the consistent voice, um, mostly because I just don't cast and um, all of those things I have in the past. But um, that's just not a thing as as a husband and a dad and someone who spends a lot of time traveling and, and all this other stuff. I, I don't have the ability to uh, make the same level of commitment to those areas uh, as as Dave and Don. But that also means that I'm here. Now, all of that said, let's jump into the next portion of this, which is Jay eating a little crow and having to roll back my thoughts on Yodora. Uh, as you know, last episode was the winning heroes of the BlizzCon line patch. And today we're going to be talking about the losing heroes of the BlizzCon line patch. And I mentioned that Eudora, I thought was going to be on the come up because again, having the ability to benefit from your hero power more often or having that extra golden minion would be enough to propel Eudora out of tier four. And I was right there. It did move Eudora out of tier four. However, Yador barely moved out of tier four and is only tier three uh, as we speak. So one of the things that I want to talk about here, and, and this is something that we harp on a lot, um, is the problem with the idea of tiered minions in terms of pick rate and win rate. You see, when you have a... a a hero like Cthulhu. Cthulhu has a 52% pick rate. That means one out of every, you know, every time you see Cthulhu, you have a one in two chance that it's going to be picked. That means if you had the best possible heroes to choose from and Cthulhu is in that list, you're probably picking it more times than not. Two, almost two out of three times, more than two out of three times, or I guess a little close to two out of three times. But when you look at a hero like Eudora, Eudora has a 16% pick rate. And out of that 16%, the average placement is highest and last. But here's the thing. Eudora is only getting picked when there are no better options. Which, I mean, that tells you that it should be where it is. But I don't think that that necessarily tells the full story of whether or not the hero is good. It is, is this hero better than the other options that I've been given? And of course, you know, I'm not suggesting that anyone pick a bad hero or hero that they perceive to be bad. Um... I just think that there is more to the story than, oh, this hero has a really bad win rate. It must be bad. It's like, well, no, you had a bunch of choices that were bad. You picked one of them 
And in the end, you probably got beat by some higher tiered heroes. How do you fix that? Well, you fix that by limiting the hero pool. You reduce the number of heroes back down to a a reasonable number. That way, every hero has the ability to be taken. Or, Or instead of removing heroes that are too weak, you remove the stronger heroes and create space for some of the other heroes that are um, middle of the pack or never picked. You give them an opportunity to play. So I still feel like just the sheer tempo of the game slowing down is a win for Eudora. But I also think that Eudora isn't getting picked as much because there are still some clearly better choices out there. And we're not going to see any of these tier three, tier four heroes start to move up unless we get rid of some of the overperforming heroes, unless we reduce the hero pool to a section to where you're seeing heroes every time. And again, I understand that it's a dual problem because if you limit the amount of heroes, you're going to see the same heroes picked every time. And that's what I mean by you have to remove the best heroes. You have to take out the heroes that are overperforming as much as you rework the heroes that are underperforming. Because when you do that, you will hopefully start to see a better balance in terms of pick rate. Now, I'm only looking at HS Replay. I'm not looking at any of the internal statistics from Blizzard. So they may have something different in mind. However, I can only go off of what I see and what I can understand in terms of Win, win rate and pick rate. But that said, like I said, Eudora, I thought would be a lot better. Um, I thought more people would be playing her. I was wrong there, so I'm more than happy to ro- roll that decision back. Um, some of the other heroes that we talked about, Cthune's still strong at number one, and it looks like... Dave's recommendation for Rakanishu may have been a good one as well because Rakanishu has moved into tier two. Although I will say tier two is a pretty big list. Um, there's a lot of options in tier two. So, um, but uh, Rakanishu has started to move up a little bit. It was pretty, pretty grim. But again, that's all benefiting from a slower game, more rounds, more times to use a hero power. And I, I think as long as that exists, you know, those slower heroes will always be able to benefit from it. Now, let's talk about the other losers in the meta. Oh boy. Well, we we mentioned Elise in the first uh, BlizzCon line review episode. So we, we said it was going to be nerfed. We said it was going to be terrible. Uh, yeah, from first to last, Ricky Bobby style, um, 
Elise is a problem. I think Elise will be removed in the next patch because they can't they can't work it to where it's either number one or you know the worst hero possible. So if you can't do it, you gotta you gotta remove it. Gotta figure out something better with it. It's been fine. They've done that before. They've brought heroes back when it was a better um, meta for them. Uh, maybe they're not going to. Maybe Quillbore solve some of those issues. I don't know. I'm sure they'll have more heroes to announce when Quillbore are released. But uh, we shall see. Uh, but yeah, Elise, obviously, just the hero power, the the coin or the the ticket for a minion from that tavern tier is just way too expensive. And because of that, people don't want to play it. And it was a nerf. Like they they reverted her hero power back back when she was unplayable. So she went from being unplayable to broken to now back to unplayable. Uh, another hero, and this one this one is kind of strange. Pyramid. Now people remember from a long time ago. I'm a big fan of Pyramid. Pyramid was like one of my original favorite. Pyramid and Curator were like my favorite heroes to choose at the beginning but pyramid has also been nicknamed pyramid for a long time and yeah this patch just continues that train and it's because your health at the end of the game health is important but it it you need you need both you need effects you need things that will make you stronger in the end the difference between pyramid and cthune is cthune gives out a lot more benefit over time than just the single linear plus four to health you know every time so it's hard to it's hard to justify picking pyramid because Every time you sell a minion that you've buffed, you undo what you've done. So you never you never work towards building a lot of health on the best minions. You're only surviving. In, in my opinion, it's a very early game hero. You want to get, get in early, make some strong picks keep going and slowly very very slowly like start working your way through replacing those old picks with new picks still giving time for for minions to get an adequate buff does that work no not at all it's it's the mike tyson problem you have a plan you want to execute on that plan everybody's got a good plan until you get punched in the face and once you get punched in the face you got to throw that plan out the window and roll with the punches and that's where Cthune works. Is like it turn one plus one health, turn two plus two health, turn three plus three, and it's also attack. So even if you have to sell a minion and get another minion, give it a couple of turns, and it's right back where you left off, and you're you're moving again, like you're you're doing good. So it's easier to continue to grow when you have a hero like Cthune versus Pyramid. Pyramid is like the bad version of Cthune. And last but not least is Fungal Mancer Flurgle. Um, Fungal Mancer Flurgle 
to my surprise, has took a little bit of a dip. Not, not so much that uh, Flurgle's always been like a, either first or last. It's always been a Ricky Bobby hero, but the the problem I have with Flurgle is with the game mode slowed down. Sure, you can keep cycling Murlocs, but it doesn't it doesn't progress things. You're not doing enough damage with tier one and tier two Murlocs. Eventually you wanna have to level up. Eventually you're gonna have to roll with the punches. And because you never have anything static, until you get to tier four, you are a incredible liability to yourself. So you you wind up wanting to get that engine going, but the engine just takes too long to get going. Part of me part of me would rather it be Murlocs cost two instead of three. Like I, I feel like Fungalmancer Flurgle just needs a rework. Like the the hero power needs to be changed. <coughs> and in my opinion, I feel like the best course of action would be to change how the hero power works fundamentally, which I, I think I think it would be better. I think it would be better if if Flurgle just like gave you a discount on Murlocs, especially in the end game when you're looking at those big Murlocs, when you're looking at out um, Amalgadon, that becomes a massive boost to your plan and your strategy. But that's it. Those are my big losers. Um, let me know who your big losers are. Tell me, tell me what hero was working for you and then all of a sudden uh took a dive and just stopped working uh you can reach out to me directly at kjy miller on twitter um also be sure to check out what dave and don are doing on twitch there will be links to their stuff in the show notes and of course you can always reach us at bob's tavern hs uh, on twitter and email us podcast at Bob's Tavern dot pub. And one last big thank you to our patrons over at patreon.bobstavern.pub. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, a little bit shorter of an episode. We were hoping that all of these episodes would be a little bit short. Uh, we do have some bigger content coming out in, um, well, I guess once the cool boards are announced. But next week, we're going to be talking about some of the best tribes and of course kind of keeping that same best than worst uh, so keep keep a, an eye out for that coming up next week but i've been jay miller and this has been bob's tavern cast uh cheers to what you and you're doing in the battlegrounds but after that you gotta leave the taverns close everybody get out Welcome back to see up now for nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. 
Diamond in the Rough Schools. Always a pleasure.